Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and that includes foes in the family, of course. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. Ladies and gentlemen, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 527, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Word of God allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. For those of us who are saved and born again, everything is going to be all right. Today, my beloved, we're reading 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, and Lord, simply for you. Um, Lord, I cannot thank you enough for you and all that you mean to me and us. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is actually sitting at your right hand right now, uh, interceding for us. As he promised Peter, he was going to pray for him. Lord, uh, we know that he's praying for us. And uh, thank you, Lord, for also showing us uh, from the fact that you do not slumber or sleep and that uh, Jesus Christ, your Holy Son, does not slumber or sleep and that 24-7, according to our clock, uh, he's praying for us without ceasing. So no wonder you want us to pray without ceasing. Uh, we, being human, uh, of course, have to take a little break to get some sleep because that's how you have designed us and we thank you for the sleep that you give us. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray now that you grant me supernatural energy and strength, unction and anointing, freedom and liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to pray, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and mourning all around the world. Thank you for your Holy Word and your promise that you, you used to turn me on to prayer nearly 43 years ago. And that is asking, ye shall receive, seeking ye shall find, knock, and it shall be open unto you. I still believe in you. And I still have faith in you after all these years. No doubt, even more so, I am far more confident that you hear and answer my prayers than I was when I started out. For you have answered thousands of them and, uh, Lord, I wouldn't be sitting here today if you had not done so. 
by your grace, your mercy, and your love. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Save that soul that's near as hell. Reclaim the backslidden. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that will build up your faith. At 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 1-11, Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel, and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month Ethanim, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the ark and they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation and all of the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle even those did the priests and the Levites bring up and King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled under him, were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. And the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord under his place into the oracle of the house to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves that the ends of the staves were seen out in the holy place before the oracle, and they were not seen without, and there they are unto this day. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables of stone which Moses put there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I am speechless at this passage, especially that latter part. 
And all I can say, Lord, is thank you for allowing me to be here to read it once again. And I praise you and I thank you for your eternal and holy word because it always speaks to us afresh and anew in so many different ways. The older we get in you by your grace, if we're walking with you, it speaks to us in over a thousand ways, in so many different ways, in every which way. It hits parts of our soul and spirit and mind that and like no other book. And all I can say, being speechless, Lord, is that I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. That's all I can say. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even the foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, morning and evening. A devotional book and no doubt one of the best ever. And uh, my youngest, or my, my daughter, uh, who is uh, fifth in the birth order, Daniqua Grace White, I have so many children, I have to count <laughs> I have to count them on my finger to get it right in what order they're in. And uh but anyway, Daniqua Grace White, who has done a wonderful job serving the Lord uh in the ministry here. And uh uh she's the one who on her own as a uh a young, uh, really a young teenager, started, she found this uh, devotional, and she started posting daily devotions on our site, Gospel Light Society International, and uh, which is our evangelistic ministry, and the main ministry that we do. And uh, I looked up on the stats one day, and it was gaining. It, it was it was gaining uh, more uh, readers than some of the other things we were doing, and uh, and so uh, the Lord spoke to my heart that we should do include this in our devotions, and it's been one of the greatest blessings in our devotional time since we started, since I started 42 years ago. And uh, I mean, it's amazing. From this devotional, uh, you know, really, I, I began to realize more fully why people call him the Prince of Preachers. What a blessing he has been. And now we're doing some of his other things, something that we, we may not live long enough to finish. One of the things is um, uh, Treasury of David, his Treasury of David, which it took him almost a lifetime to write, and we, we may die trying to read it. But uh, whatever the case, we're going to keep on pursuing that until we get to heaven and meet the Lord, and hopefully to meet this servant of the Lord. Uh, so this is, beloved, Episode number fifty, uh, number five hundred and seventy. Uh, uh, episode five hundred and seventy. Today, uh, the Prince of Preachers has chosen for our scripture passage, 
Romans 8.30 for our devotional. With him, he being dead, yet liveth. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. In the second epistle to Timothy, first chapter and ninth verse, uh, these words, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling. Now here is a touchstone by which we may try our calling. It is an holy calling, not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace. This calling forbids all trust in our own doings and conducts us to Christ alone for salvation, but it afterwards purges us from dead works to serve the living and true God. As he that hath called you is holy, so must you be holy. If you are living in sin, you are not called. But if you are truly Christ's, you can say, Nothing pains me so much as sin. Amen, amen, amen. This is why you hear me preaching to you all the time. You cannot call yourself a Christian and continue in sin, and it does not bother you. You are lost. You are a castaway. You are a reprobate person. You cannot be saved and still live in sin. And sin does not bother you. And you can look at somebody uh, in the face, eyeball to eyeball, and tell them a bald-faced lie without uh, uh, any problem whatsoever. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made. And your heart pumps peanut butter. And I mean that. I desire to be rid of sin. Lord, help me to be holy. That's that's what the Christian on the inside uh, be saying. Yes, sir, because they have Jesus Christ living on the inside of them, the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of them, those who are saved. Okay? I mean, this is not something contrived that you have to work up. Uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what you, where you're getting that from. No, it's it's an outworking of the Holy Spirit of God uh, from the inside. Uh, You're motivated from the inside and you're warned from the inside. uh, Somebody on the inside of you would tell you, no, don't say that. Has that that ever happened for you? Uh, Somebody on the inside tells you, Okay, since you did that sin, you said that word uh, to that person or whatever, uh, you know, okay, you need to confess your sin and repent because right now you're going to be feeling very dirty. And you're going to be feeling like you have uh, lost your best friend. That is fellowship with me. Okay, I'm adding all of this now, people. I'm bouncing off of Spurgeon, uh, who's easy to bounce off of. Is this the panting of your heart? He said, is this the panting of thy heart? Is this the tenor of thy life towards God and his divine will? Huh? Or do you like to lie and cheat and act like a Christian in church, but you're a whoremonger and a whore outside of church and you have a wicked, evil heart? And you love looking at pornography. It does not bother you. There's nothing that goes off in you that says you can't look at that. And, uh, and, and, and nothing goes off in you that makes you feel very guilty and very dirty and very filthy. And makes you cry out to God, deliver me from this sin that I'm choosing to do, which is watching pornography. You're not addicted to it if you're saved. Now, if you're lost, you may be addicted to it. But if you're truly born again and saved, you're not addicted to it. So stop going to meetings that the sweet evangelicals create to try to get you unhooked 
from something you're not hooked on. You're either lost and you need to go to a revival and get saved, uh, or you are saved and you're choosing to do evil against God, and you feel filthy and dirty and empty with no fellowship with God, because God's not going to be, listen to me very carefully, God is not going to be watching pornography with you. You understand? Jesus Christ is not going to be watching pornography with you. There's no addiction if you're saved. What needs to be happening is you need to be praying to God, to God to help you not to do that if you don't want to do it. And as a Christian, you shouldn't want to do that. Has it ennobled your heart? Again, in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, we are told of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Is then your calling a high calling? Has it ennobled your heart and set it upon heavenly things? Oh, my, 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 my. How about that? Is your heart set on heavenly things or earthly things? The only thing you get excited about is the worldly stuff that does not mean anything. Going to the mall, going to the carnival, going to the bar, going to the Huchibama club and everything like that and trying to see you a Bo Peep or trying to see you a Sylvia. Uh, my fictional characters that you love to death. You don't bring them to church with you because you want them to do something else for you. The devil is a lie. Hmm? You only get excited about uh, whoremongering around and whoring around and going to the club and running with low-life, devilish people who don't mean you any good. Hmm? That's the only time you're happy, when you're about to do evil, when you're doing evil, when, when you're not serving God. Don't want to serve God because that crimps your style and you get all giggly when you're not having to serve God. Which is devilish. Has it ennobled your heart and set it upon heavenly things? Has it elevated your hopes, your tastes, your desires? Has it upraised the constant tenor of your life? Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. So that you spend it with God and for God. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Spurgeon. How about that for you? So that you spend it with God, you spend your life with God, like we're doing right now, and for God. God has called you to do something, called you to do something, and you, you are doing it. Another test we find in Hebrews 3.1, partakers of the heavenly calling. Heavenly calling means a call from heaven. If man alone call thee, thou art uncalled. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. If a man alone called thee, or if your mama called thee, you, or your daddy called you, or somebody said that you are a good communicator, so you ought to preach, but you're not called by God, thou art uncalled, Spurgeon says. Amen, Spurgeon. Go ahead. Is thy calling of God? Is it a call to heaven as well as from heaven? That's a question for you. Unless thou art a stranger here, and heaven thy home, thou hast not been called with a heavenly calling. For those who have been so called declare that they look for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God, amen and amen. I'm getting ready to have a Baptist costal shout right up in here. And they themselves are strangers and pilgrims upon the earth. Is thy calling thus holy, high, heavenly? Then, beloved, thou hast been called of God. For such is the, the calling wherewith God doeth call his people. 
Go ahead, Spurgeon, all the way to the end. You're on fire. Being dead, yet speaketh. And we give God, the living God, all of the glory, praise, and honor. For he is the one who did it through you when you were here. And who has made you a blessing with your not being here. Only God can do that. Holy Father God, we praise you and thank you for this fabulous time together. Around your holy word and with your servant, he being dead, yet speaketh. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor. Because we know that you're the only one who could work that miracle and take a man who's dead to speak to our hearts today who are alive. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for our sake. Amen. Now, beloved, we are going to the family verses. What I call and what I have dubbed the family verses. I've never heard anybody else call it that. But these verses will save your marriage and heal your marriage and keep your marriage intact. My wife and I, my wife who's standing here right now with me and and helping me do this podcast right now, we don't have what people would call a great marriage. That's just the truth. Now, I've gotten everything I wanted out of the marriage because I married her because I wanted to have sex without guilt. That's just the truth. I know that does not sound uh, romantic. I know that. But I'm telling you the truth and I lie not. And uh, she has not failed in that area. And I thank God for that. Uh, so I, I've enjoyed my married life very much. However, it's not what you would call, what Chuck Swindoll would call, striking the original match. And so God led me to read this passage, Ephesians 5 and 6, with my wife first before the children came and then uh, when the children started coming. And it's only by the grace of God, prayer to God, and the word of God that we are still together after 34 years. On top of that, I believe my wife is lost and on her way to a devil's hell because I have not seen the growth and the fruits of the Spirit in her life over the past 34 years that would have made her a sweeter wife and a sweeter mother, and a mother that would tell her children on her own, I love you, a mother who would hug her children on her own, a mother who would have obeyed me when I told her to feed the children uh, at a certain time while I'm gone, and she did not do so, and stuff like that. And, I, and that, that's what, that was ongoing and never ended. Uh, to the point that uh, none of her children have wished her uh, a happy Mother's Day. Uh, and uh, in person, you know, and... and and, you know, going to visit her on Mother's Day, take her out for dinner and stuff like that, because she never was there for the children uh, unless I made her do what she was supposed to do. I was there. I came off the road to make sure that the, when I sensed that my wife was not up to the task, to make sure that she did what she was supposed to do for the children. And uh, he said, what about you? And, uh, well, she, she did what I told her to do. Uh, there are things that she should have done on her, on her own, uh, but I, when she didn't, uh, I made sure she did those things. So one thing she has done, uh, she didn't do things on her own like she should have, but I, when I told her that she needed to do it, she did it. She might have done it with a bad attitude, but she did it. Uh, And so because of all of that and much, much more, uh, I believe that because of her pride, she will not let go of of the fact that 
she did something in church, a Moravian church somewhere down in Jamaica land. But uh, as we all know, we can easily be duped by the devil and not really get salvation. And the proof is in the pudding. Has your life changed? We're not talking about being perfect. But has your life changed? Do you truly hate sin? Uh, and I cannot imagine a mother not wanting to tell her children, I love you when they're little. Not wanting to hug them when they're little. Not wanting to play with them when they're little. Uh, not wanting to feed them at times when... Uh, they were supposed to be fed. I know some of you sweet uh, evangelicals who have so have been so consumed over the past 50 years with lift, uh, lifting up rebellious Jezebel women over men. And the man is always the monster and wrong, and the woman is always sweet, even though uh, many women are devilish. And women don't mind me saying that when they're around other women because they know it's true and uh, rebellious, stubborn, and mean. And I have come to the conclusion that many men and women who have been brought up in church are not saved. They're religious, but they're lost, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I believe my wife is in that category to this day, and she's standing right here helping me in the ministry. If I keep on talking, she may try to turn the computer upside down, but uh, she knows better. Anyway, my beloved, we're at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And uh, uh, now, even though your parents or parent might not have been what they should have been, you still ought to have... Uh, you ought to still do right under God and let God take care of them. And so you respect and honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. As a human being, it pained me recently to honor my mother. Uh... I believe my father and mother, considering the background that they have, the background of what they came out of, I believe my dad and mom did the best they could, considering their background. Uh, but uh, my mother has not been the most loving mother in the world, and. Uh, uh, and my mother was not a good wife to my father. I resented how my mother disrespected my father. And so, I, but I learned negative, negatively out of that, I was not going to be like my father and let a woman disrespect me like that. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. That's not happening. I'd rather be without her than to let her do that. Uh, but be that as it may, it pained me recently to honor my mother in the way that I did. Uh, and I honored her in a very special way. And uh, it was difficult to do in the flesh. But uh, sometimes you have to do things to please the Lord and just do right on your side of the fence, no matter how somebody else treated you. And so, uh, and that shows class. You don't have to, you don't have to visit. You don't have to do a whole lot of things, but you can do something to honor your parents. All right. With that said, let's pray for other families and other people. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for families that don't know you as Savior. We pray that they will hear the gospel and be saved somehow, some way. And Holy Father God, revive those who are saved and help them and help both 
of those families to begin to take advantage of your holy word in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 and obey it and live by it. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving all around the world. And Lord, we also pray uh, for all people who name the name of Christ. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and get back to you our first love. Lord, help us to sit down somewhere and get our hearts right with you. And then, Lord, forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great uh, commandment and your great commission. Lord, if we would just get right on that and do those two things, a whole lot of things, I believe, will open up and change. And Holy Father God, I also pray, Lord, for the President of the United States and all government uh, ministers in our country and around the globe, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray for the salvation of all of these people, the revival of all of these people who are saved. Those who are lost, save them. Cast the devil and the demons of hell out of all of them. Rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his host from their minds, and help them to make right decisions so that we all may live peacefully and quietly in our communities. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would uh, bless Israel and uh, we pray for the peace of Israel as well. And Lord, we pray for all people who, all Christians who are being persecuted in the world. Protect them, provide for them, keep them, and bless them, and grant them your grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours, if that is necessary, including us, for our time has come and is coming. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the millions, again, of people who... um, who are grieving and mourning and hurting. Draw them to yourself for those who are not saved for salvation. Lord, we also pray for a few by name. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York Police Sergeant Angel Leon, for the family and friends of New York teacher Sandra Santos Vizcano. We pray for the family and friends of Florida Dr. George Alejo, And we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Florida, Dr. Carlos Vallejo, a family uh, doubly impacted. And we pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Alfonso Cardenas. All of these families have suffered from the coronavirus plague. And sadly, Lord, millions of people have suffered and are suffering with family members in the hospital and family members in the grave. Comfort them as only you can. In Jesus Christ's name, we continue to pray. And Lord, we pray now for the prayer requests that have come in. We pray for the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests down through the years and the thousands of folks that we have prayed for. What a privilege it has been. Thank you for giving us a heart and your grace and your faithfulness and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray for all of those people and their needs repeatedly. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from all of those folks, from these new folks as well. 
and I'm, I'm almost sure Vicky sent in another prayer request, uh, and uh, we pray for her. We pray, Lord, that you will bless all of these people with salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision, mental and physical blessings upon their lives and upon ours. Hear and answer all of our prayers for them and hear and answer all of their prayers for themselves. Help us all to keep in mind to pray without ceasing, to pray always, to continue instant in prayer, and also your parable that you taught us that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that we're just mere men made from clay, and we need to pray without ceasing because you're praying without ceasing for us. You're not asking us to do something that you're not doing for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week according to our clock. For you do not need any rest. You do not need any sleep. So you do not slumber. You don't fall asleep while you pray. God help us not to fall asleep when we pray. And now, Lord, we pray uh, for Vicky's name is not on here, but Lord, we pray for her and the prayer request that she has sent in. Uh, and we pray now for uh, some more new uh, prayer requests. We pray for Jillian. Please give her guidance, direction, purpose. Show her what her calling is. Give her wisdom, confidence, support, and new opportunities regarding lifestyle and all relationships. Protect her from spiritual attacks. Deliver her from unclean spirits and any curses. Help her to be closer connected to Jesus. We pray, uh, we pray for Robbie. Please deliver him from a wrongful accusation and court case and give him the victory. Provide him with the money he needs for a lawyer and paperwork for the magistrate to accept you as his Lord and Savior and remove the case from against Ravi. Uh, bless him with early Bibles and children's Bibles, sewing machines and tables for the widows, food for the orphans and disabled children, and food packages for the poor and needy families in Pakistan. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Trey, for Cindy to desire to learn more about Jesus and believe on him as her Lord and Savior. And Lord, we thank you for all of the people who have gotten saved through the ministry, uh, through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for Matingo, Edna, Peter, Marga, and Josephine. And we pray for all of the people to have, that have gotten saved down through the years to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. We pray for Shankar, Prosper, Jackie, Mary, and Anne. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, please pray for us as we're here to pray for you. And always remember that Jesus Christ is constantly praying for you. And uh, make sure you pray without ceasing. And uh, I'm getting ready to go preach. So uh, if you can be with us, please come along. God bless you, my dear friends. Until next time. And amen. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son, to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up 
to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner. And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. 
and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you, that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, Jesus. Please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on, I am the door, Jesus Christ said, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer 